Hey, this is Jess. This is Emily. And this is Sandra. And you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Okay, and welcome back to episode one of season four, The Bits. Yay! Yay. Ballrooms and biscottis, biscottis and ballrooms, who knows? Wayward, windward. Who knows? We do you know, it's the same thing. have something fun happening this episode, though. So, as we have teased, uh, somebody happened to fail the summary challenge. Who would have done that? Who could have been? I'm sure it wasn't Jess. <laughs> I'm sure it was, actually. <laughs> it definitely hasn't been me every single time this has been a possibility. <laughs> So throughout this episode, um, I believe it is Sandra will have a timer going for every five minutes. And when it goes off, we are going to ask Jess a random, possibly embarrassing question. And she has to answer off the cuff immediately. No think, just answer. And I don't know what questions these are, but they're pretty impressed with them. (laughs) I will start that timer after I unfortunately do my own summary. A little warning. I'm coming off of a cold. I'm definitely going to lose this. It's fine. I acknowledge it. It's fine. Okay. I love that level of confidence. It makes me feel better about myself (laughs) this season. (laughs) So uh, let me know. Sandra, are you ready? Okay. Count you down. Three, two, one, go. We're back in Star Hollow. The girls have come back from Europe with a plan for the week and presents for the whole town, except for Luke and also Kirk. But oh wait, Rory wrote the date wrong and they no longer have a last week before Yale. Rory is too busy to be the ice cream queen and Lorelai is too busy to go to Friday night dinner, causing Emily to take revenge with VHSs of ballroom dancing. Meanwhile, Luke actually did go on a cruise with Nicole, and, but wait, there's more. He got engaged, but wait, there's more. He got married, but wait, there's more. He's getting divorced. But happy news, Suki has a shed of blue because she's having a boy. Beep, 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 beep. The end? Was that everything? I think that was everything. I mean, you definitely got it in before the timer went off. Okay. So I succeeded even though I Barely, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, timer starts now. Every five minutes, you're getting a question. Great. Well... The majority of the first five minutes will be taken up with our first Sandra references of season four. Weekly references with Sandra. Weekly references with Sandra. First episode back, and I have some references for you guys. So listen, if there's a reference that I've been to, you know I'm going to have to talk about it. And that's The Strand. So The Strand is mentioned very briefly when the girls are going over their original plan for their supposed last week. Uh, They were supposed to go to New York, and one of their stops was supposed to be The Strand. So The Strand is a bookstore. Have you guys ever been to The Strand? No. No, but I want to now. No. It's not just a bookstore, okay? The company slogan is 18 miles of books. Is this hmm. the one that you posted the yes. other day? So I or took a picture 
uh, today. Um, when I was there, I took a picture of it. I'll share it on Instagram. But the company slogan is 18 miles of books, although right now they house over 23 miles of oh books. Oh my gosh. Wow. You don't understand how many books there are until you go in person. It's crazy. From the first floor, there's just mountains of books and merch, pins, stickers, t-shirts, what have you, to the basement filled just with, like, I can't, bookcases upon bookcases upon bookcases, to the upper floors that have the rare and priceless books. Um, those are not so, like, stacked on each other, obviously. So what you're telling me is if you ever want to feel like you're in the library in the Beauty and the Beast castle. Go to the Strand. Maybe yes. not as fancy, <laughs> but the amount of books. Uh, so the Strand is an independent and family-owned business. It was founded in 1927 by Benjamin Bass mm. and is still owned to this day by the Bass family. It's almost 100 years old. When it started... It had about 70,000 books donated and bought and such, which increased to 50,000 by the 60s and is now over 2.5 million books. Oh, my gosh. In, in, in this one bookstore, yeah. Where do they put This them? is literally Rory Gilmore's paradise. Right? And I'm actually really sad she didn't get to go. Yeah. I'm sure she went. Just not. Because, like, it's, yeah, right? Like, she just didn't go now. But, um, like I said before, I had gone there. I spent so much money <laughs> it was really cool everything felt homely and the smell of old books and the energy you know there was just a lot of tourists who want to go just to see books not particularly read them but like they just want to see all these books it has been mentioned in countless movies and tv shows i believe there was a show on netflix called dash and lily which was a book originally um where it takes place in the strand what was it called oh cool so like yeah dash and dash lily and, okay it's like a teen show okay i believe it came out like four years ago or something but up next let's talk about the godfather trilogy jess you mentioned you never watched it before. no i haven't i haven't either <laughs> emily have you ever seen the godfather trilogy like trilogy 15 years ago it so for me the godfather trilogy was very much like the lord of the rings trilogy it's a one and done mm -hmm. i i'm sorry if i offend anybody i just can't watch it again <laughs> you definitely offended dean that's fine but anyways he deserves to be offended yeah that's fine <laughs> so obviously throughout the episode these, these girls just want to watch these movies like they that's all they wanted to do like even when their plans got shorter those three movies still wanted mm -hmm. like that was still something they wanted to do. Specifically the Sophia but they never Dine really scene. get the chance. Yes. They never really get the chance to. Um, but these movies, at least the first two, are considered to be some of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> None of us have watched. Except for Emily. <laughs> Emily has. Um, but the Godfather trilogy follows the trials of the fictional Italian-American mafia, the Cordelone family, whose patriarch oh, yeah. Vito Cordelone. Cordelone. Corleone. Cor Corleone. Corleone. <laughs> anyway. Vito Corleone. Nope. Whatever. <laughs> that dude uh, rises to be a major figure in American organized crime with his son. The timer went off. Uh-oh. Who goes first? Emily? I'll go first. Break it up. Okay. Hey, Jess, have you ever farted in an elevator with another person? Yes. 
probably multiple times. <laughs> Did it stink? <laughs> I don't think so. Asking the real questions. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Does that count as two? No. No, 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 a- no. That was yeah. just one. Okay. Back Anyways, to Sandra. Going back to... Reset that timer. It's reset. So, again, the Godfather trilogy follows uh, this mafia family and the successor, uh, Michael, his son. They were directed by Francis Ford Coppola, uh, based on the book... Oh, my Lord. Sorry. I can't... No, no, it's not (laughs) you. It's me. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, right? Yeah. Uh, Based on the book by Mario Puzo. Did I pronounce that one? (laughs) Who knows? I've never heard of Puzo. (laughs) But anyways, uh, obviously they're a staple in film history, and I would say go watch them rather than me talk about them. But what I want to talk about is Sophia. So Sophia's not a character, guys. Sophia's the actress. Sophia So who is Sophia? No. Sophia (laughs) Moran? Very much no. No. (laughs) Keep going. Eventually you'll get it. No, I'm out of Sophia's. (laughs) Sophia Coppola. Right? Uh-huh. Did, did I pronounce that correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the director's daughter. And oh, no. she was cast as Mary Corleone, Michael's daughter. Now, Mary was originally going to be played by Winona Ryder, but Winona left because of exhaustion. It was later going to be Julia Roberts, but she left because of scheduling conflicts. Rebecca Schaefer was next in line. She was unfortunately murdered. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Yes. So Sophia came in as a favor to her father. She was not an actress. Um, She was very much not an actress. She did not want to act. She had no intention of acting, but she was kind of forced into this position. And what's worse is that the character that she was playing was already based on her. Right? So it was just a lot of pressure. It was a lot of weirdness and then you know francis ford coppola's reputation um was severely damaged because of this because you know this is supposed to be like one of the greatest films of all time and the part goes to his kid right um and it ruined her career before it even started so this role placed such a heavy strain on her that she never acted really again However, she did become a director. Hmm. So, although her performance was awful in this film and is made fun of, mocked, uh, her dying is a rewatch scene because people think it's so awful that it's good, she was still able to become this director. She has directed several movies, including Marie Antoinette, The Bling Ring, uh, recently The Rocks, but the most popular one that she did was Diversion Suicides. Interesting. Um, which I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's Mm-mm. a great film. She definitely was able to bounce back in the situations, but she is kind of the Nepo baby of all Nepo babies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, to be fair, though, she's... I understand the whatever hate or dislike or whatever of Nepo babies, but it's it's across yeah. all industries. I would say with her track record of movies, though, like, she has more than earned her spot in Hollywood. She's very oh, talented. Yeah. She is incredibly talented. 
And um, thankfully, she was able to recover because, like I said, the hatred was real. And it still kind of continues to this day. Uh, there is definitely a misogynistic aspect to this. Of um, She wasn't even allowed to try before you know her career was ruined. Unfortunately, she also didn't do a good job, so... So that's why they want to watch the scene over and over again? Yeah. Is it so bad? It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. That okay. Makes sense. That timer went off again, so <laughs> Jess, I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah? Do you recall the last time you had a public wardrobe malfunction? Ooh. Gosh, I'm so careful about stuff like that. It very rarely happens to me. Besides, like, a strap slip. But I can tell you about a really awful one that I saw one time. In college, I was following this girl across the train tracks. And Uh somebody moved. And I saw the full back of her. And she had tucked her skirt fully into the back of her underwear. Oh, no. And I couldn't catch up with her fast Mm -hmm. enough to tell her. And the train came. And I couldn't. And so this girl continued to walk around with her skirt in her (laughs) underwear just come like Oblivious. full on but out. I can only imagine this weighs on your mind to this day. All the time. I think God, <laughs> maybe if I'd screamed over the sound of the train, your, I can see your, your butt underwear. is out. <laughs> Fix your skirt. But no. Yeah. Oh. Well, my last uh little reference is not really so much of a reference, rather just a piece of trivia. At one point, Suki and Lorelai are talking and Suki's asking about Europe and she goes, I heard it was warm. Well, that's because in 2003, there was an incredible heat wave in Europe that summer. It's the hottest summer recorded since 1540. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And France was hit especially hard. Now, uh, these temperatures are going to seem weird to the US people, but to... The rest the of the world. Europeans, it was hard. Um, it was about 104. It got to 104. So, but they don't have air conditioning and it's different uh, insulation and stuff. So it was very, very hot for them. Which is a lot of 40 degrees Celsius. Because of it. Yes. Oof. I mean, 100 degrees is like difficult for it's anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, like there's always that oh, Arizona gets 116 kind of thing. Yes, but Arizona's prepared for that. I say, you, mm-hmm. Europe isn't prepared for hot temperatures like this, right? A no. lot of these a lot of these it's homes not. don't have air conditioning and, and stuff like that. Or vent, yeah. or the right venting and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was very hot for Lorelai and Rory while they were there. It was 100 degrees, walking, doing all Hostels? the hikes, all that stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Smelly, hot, hostels <laughs> feet pillows make sense now yeah. yeah oh my feet pillows would have been the least of your worries can you imagine the bo in there oh my gosh Ooh. yikes um but yeah those were my little references and trivia and afterwards we have a cartoon tv show yeah, yeah. all of the above books movies and music with emily
Uh, so yes, as Sandra mentioned for media on our first week back, we have one of my favorite shows throughout high school, Daria. Um, we did, I did consider doing Bono, but everybody knows who Bono is. <laughs> Daria is mentioned very briefly when Rory is talking to Lorelai about, about not being the ice cream queen and she doesn't want to change and be the anti-town girl. She's not Daria. Well, so the show itself ran from March 1997 to January 2002, um, so still pretty new, or recent anyway, um, and is actually a spinoff of a character from Beavis and Butthead. I do remember really? that, So yeah. Daria started off on Beavis and Butthead. Daria Morgendorfer is described as a, spar- a smart, misanthropic, cynical teenage girl, uh, so she is surrounded by her best friend, aspiring artist jane lane her sister the ultimate popular girl quinn and their parents jake and helen the entire show is a satire of high school life in the late 90s and early 2000s you have the ditzy blonde cheerleader Brittany, with the high-pitched voice her hunky football player boyfriend kevin who is an idiot and quinn's best friend group the lawndale high mean girls There's also some teachers, Jane's older brother, Trent, Jane and Daria's future boyfriend, Tom, and no, it's not a poly relationship, um, and a handful of just other random characters that appear throughout the show. So the New York Times described Daria, the character, as a blend of Dorothy Parker, Fran Lebowitz, and Janine Garofalo wearing Carrie Donovan's glasses. She's cursed with a functioning brain and has the misfortune to see high school, her family, and her life for exactly what they are and has the temerity to comment on it. The show ran... Uh, Emily, huh. I'm so sorry. Oh, is it time? But we need to get another <laughs> embarrassing fact. Jess, have yeah. you ever lied when answering a truth in Truth or Dare? Probably. I'm really good at lying. <laughs> Can you think of I one? Like the implication that Jess has been lying this entire Turns time. out none of this is true. Her na- her real name isn't yeah. even Jess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I can't I can't think of one, but uh I am certainly not above lying in a game of truth or dare. Oh, you destroyed wow. the spirit now of the game. Now you know, guys. <laughs> don't play. Jess will lie. Don't play truth and truth or dare with Jess. <laughs> or don't ask anything you really want to know. <laughs> okay, so back to Daria. The show ran for five seasons with 13 episodes each season, along with two TV movies and two TV specials, culminating in Daria graduating high school and going away to college. Uh, The theme song was written and performed by Splendora and is called You're Standing on My Neck, and that is the primary line you hear throughout the theme song. The opening sequence, so for me, the, the opening theme ends with She's in Gym Volleyball. And somebody like spikes the ball or hits the ball towards her, and like at like two seconds after it hits the ground next to her, she just kind of like puts her hand out, and that's that's it. And I was like, that's how I was in gym class, right there. Like, meh. <laughs> here's the effort. Here's where I have. Here's where I'm at. Um, but the show also had some decently high profile guest stars, including Carson Daly and Dave Grohl. <laughs> Carson Daly is such a 1990 right? early 2000s name dave yeah. rule's gone great <laughs> like he's he's gone nowhere but up carson daly he's still hosting trl oh my gosh uh, is he no <laughs> no i don't no. think so. mtv shut down like a podcast mtv point, is like right? shutting down or like they're turning off their something something about mtv shutting down i don't remember exactly but the show itself only had 
pretty positive reviews. It was one of MTV's highest rated shows throughout its entire run. In 2002, it was ranked number 41 on TV Guide's 50 greatest, car- 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time. In 2013. Sorry. Yeah. Real quick. It hasn't been five minutes again, has it? Oh. No, it hasn't. <laughs> oh, I just want to let you know what Carson Daly is doing because apparently we just don't watch The Voice. He is the oh, he is the, the I oh. knew that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, damn, now that, that I think just, about it. I knew that. Yeah. Good for you, Carson. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had a podcast. <laughs> um, Don't do that. In that 2013, cool. a UK paper, The Daily Telegraph, included Daria in its list of best female cartoon characters. And in 2018, IndieWire named it the fourth best animated series of all time. Hmm. So I'm going to say it's holding up. I haven't watched it in a while, but it holds up to still be getting like recognized now 20 years after it ended. Mm-hmm. I did not confirm this, but if I have piqued your interest to watch it, the show should currently be available to watch on Paramount Plus if you are interested. So, the only thing I knew about Daria was that it was a Beavis and Butthead spinoff. And I know that because my brother was a huge uh, Beavis and Butthead fan. And um, my mom hated that show. Like, she despised that show. So when she saw Daria, she was like, that's gonna be the same thing you are not allowed to watch that so i was never allowed to watch it. i i've never seen I, beavis and butthead I but i have a beavis visceral hate for it <laughs> i've no i've seen it i i have a well-earned hate for it i just don't like it it's not my thing no offense to anybody who likes yeah, it it's just not my thing mm-hmm. daria is the exact opposite yeah yeah and i figured now like I should probably even get into it because it's my kind of humor. But at the time, it was just like, well, there's a spinoff of that. It's going to be exactly like that. You're not allowed to watch. Yeah. So when I was reading about it, Daria is put into Beavis and Butthead as to, to like be their foil to mm. oh, like okay. basically call out. No, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was media for our first week back. After that, we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices, making fashion choices, making fashion choices with Jess. All right, well, fashion this week, we start off with a uh, travel outfit, a couple of travel outfits. Mm-hmm. And... And a question. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> and a question. For Jess. Hey, Jess. Yeah. After you dropped a piece of food, what's the longest time you've left it on the ground and then ate it? Ooh. Um, I think sticky things. Like, sticky things? No. You just have to let that go. Yeah. Right? You drop a mm-hmm. piece of banana, it's done for. Things that could be brushed off? I a would say- A piece of bread yeah. that has butter on it, and the butter side falls to the floor. Never. Never. I wouldn't, but something crispy crunchy or like if I like drop a whole cucumber on the floor, it can hang out there for a minute while I do other things (laughs) and then I'll pick it up, brush it off and eat it. (laughs) You hang out down there. I'll come get you in a second. (laughs) You finish pouring this milk. Yeah. Not milk. Have you guys ever heard that thing that's like, if you have something, um, like the, the butter side of bread will always fall towards the ground. Right, and then there's, like, science people that are, like, obviously because of the weight, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. 
I had that happen to me once and it was so devastating because like I remember I was just making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's one of those days when you're just like dead. Yeah. And you just want a pet peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then it falls and you're like, do I still use it? <laughs> I mean, I also, I also live in a house with two cats, so there's that like a lot true. of foot I traffic. <laughs> Let's jump back into fashion. So we jump into this episode right off the end of this trip. The girls have just got off the shuttle, which may have taken five hours on top of potentially an eight hour flight. And their outfits are not what I would personally travel in. Lorelai looks a little bit more comfy. She is clearly coming from Ireland. Almost everything she's wearing is green. She's got a fun, like, hat that's kind of reminiscent of Rory's golf hat, but in greens and oranges. She's got a kind of sporty Adidas-looking green zip-up with a little shamrock on it. And underneath it is her iconic Everyone Loves an Irish Girl t-shirt. I did Google around. There are plenty of different makers and places that are selling similar shirts, but nobody has one that looks exactly like it. So if you're dreaming of this shirt, there are options out there, but that exact one is not. And I think she's got some jeans on, right? That's Mm -hmm. reasonable. Rory, on the other hand, is wearing like a cute little t-shirt, but she's wearing like a short skirt. Traveling on a plane? Hell no. Like but a me. khaki skirt? I Couldn't went in be me. literal sweatpants and like a long sleeve shirt. Like I can't, I can't go. Like that day I was like, should I wear my long dress? And I was like, no, I should have. So assuming no. this hasn't changed since I last did it, um, my mom is a flight attendant. And if oh. I fly under her benefits, like using one of her buddy passes or something, mm-hmm. I have to dress business casual. Ooh, because it is, okay. I, I am considered a representative of the company at that time, even though mm. nobody other than like the gate agent would know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, but I mean, hey, it's been like six or seven tickets. years since I've flown on her benefits. So that, yeah. that could have changed. But <laughs> well, jumping into the next day, because obviously this episode is across a very brief period of days, but at the same time, feels like there's a lot of time in there. Real quick, I want. The night before outfit when they get home, when you see uh, Lorelai rolling off of Rory's bed, she's wearing like two or three inch heels, boots. Oh, I didn't catch that. It is a (laughs) blink and you miss it thing. But I saw that and I was just like, no, it's half a second. You see the silhouette when she's like rolling off of Rory's bed. Yeah, I just scrolled back to that. And yeah, those are some heels. No. Anyway. Not, not my airport running shoes. Not my sitting sitting in a van for five hours shoes. Absolutely not. So their outfits for their day where they are running around town, delivering all their presents, and supposedly shopping, which of course does not actually happen. Rory's got kind of a business casual thing going on. Oh no. <laughs> it's my turn, right? Yeah, I okay. think so. Have you ever peed in a pool or a body of water? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you no haven't, shame. you're lying. <laughs> I've never peed in a pool. What do you guys think about those pools that have, like, color changing? I'm convinced that's oh, a so myth. Like, if you... Yeah? I don't I know. Feel like, I think it is a myth. I feel like that's got to be an urban legend. 
but that would be so embarrassing. I, I have not peed in a pool specifically for that reason. I'm terrified of finding the one pool right? that does That's exist. That's what in. I remember hearing in lakes yeah. absolutely and now i'm like oh my god was that just a lie that they told me <laughs> it might be <laughs> maybe a little bit but i mean yeah i've, I've definitely <laughs> i don't know about like not when anybody was like near me i'm not gross i'm not a creep <laughs> <laughs> anyway rory's doing kind of <laughs> this is such a wild thing um rory's doing kind of a business casual thing with like a button-up shirt over a kind of corally tank top and Lorelai's got just a cute little blue blouse on. They look adorable. They both look summery. Rory does look very pre-collegiate. She you know? Does. Looks like she's in that shift, which is really it's a fun period of time, kind of reinventing yourself, rediscovering who you want to be. Almost like uh she's gearing up to do something drastic very drastic. With her hair? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean she's making Big change. No, here's what she's doing. She's doing the I don't want to deal with my long hair ponytail. That's what's happening right now. Yes. I've been there. Been definitely As somebody been there. who is growing out their longer than mid-back length hair for their wedding, I kind of want to get rid of it every single day. <laughs> um, I do feel like we have to briefly touch on Taylor, even though we all agree he is the villain of today's episode, um, specifically because I need to call out Luke's comment where he says, you know, a couple of dancing penguins and Mary Poppins in the corner. Because Taylor does straight up look like Bert in uh, Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah. Like the striped suit. He's got this ridiculous gold and sage and orange striped suit, a bowler hat. He looks very fancy. He looks like an old time soda shop guy. He's got one of those. Uh, it's not a bow tie. It's like a ribbon bow tie. Oh, yeah. He looks ridiculous especially when you put him next to luke and luke is in his absolute lukiest especially when you put him on the clock behind them yeah oh my gosh oh I, did you see that too that like it's taylor time? oh yeah <laughs> it's always yeah, it's like time that. for taylor's <laughs> yeah taylor is just absolutely ridiculous and i am not having any of it well we also have our oh no oh no oh no oh no we wrote the date down wrong day outfits which include kind of running errands outfits. Lorelai's got a cute little gray t-shirt with some kind of uh, cameo style two children's silhouettes looking at each other. I do want to call out, she's got a fun little um, purse. It almost, it's like this military green and it almost has like a military vibe crossbody purse, which is not something I would normally associate with Lorelai. She's more of like a fun purse kind of girl, and this feels very utilitarian. And then we have Rory in a very sweet pink collared sleeveless blouse with embroidery on it. I love this. I'd almost call it kind of grandma chic. Definitely grandma. Which, as you guys know, I love a little grandma chic. And I also want to call out Rory's Friday night dinner outfit, which Sandra mentioned last week. Because it is just adorable. We have the return of uh, longtime listeners will recognize my term princess hair, which is where you take the sides of your hair and you pin it back. Um, Kind of looks like a lady in the tramp style. My mom always called it princess hair growing up. And she has got a really sweet little white patterned dress on. Honestly, 
It's a much lower neckline than we're used to seeing from Rory. It's a pretty deep V. I was just thinking that. And a really lovely little blue cardigan over the top of it. The whole look is so cute. This would be like a great summer night date outfit. Ooh, I yeah. think the deep V is maybe a little bit scandalous for dinner with the grandparents. But at the same time, you know, again, maybe Rory's pushing boundaries and trying to find her new collegiate self. Hey, Jess. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, what's the last thing you texted? What's the last thing I texted? I think it's probably going to be boring. <laughs> um, hey, did you pick up the, the stuff from the grocery store or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, la- <laughs> the last thing I texted is, I'm in my asterisk grumble asterisk era. What does that mean? Cool. It means that my, my tummy's angry because I ate a whole bag of sour gummy worms before <laughs> we started recording. If you had asked me a couple of days ago, a fun text that I sent is, Okay, I'll probably leave here at around four. I'll make sure not to scream and or fart during that window. <laughs> cool. Um, context? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't give no any context. context. No context. <laughs> you know what, Emily? I think we... I think she suffered enough. Okay. <laughs> I think Jess has suffered enough. We, we don't I have to do any more questions. <laughs> the true sufferers in this situation are the listeners. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that does wrap up my summary of fashion. Are there any outfits or items or pieces or bits that you want to call out? I did give a shout out to Kirk's long hair. Clearly, he's been growing it out over the summer. He's got kind of a 70s thing going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. He did have a 70s thing. Um, I feel like I we may have mentioned that in the last week's episode, but Emily's power suit, right. pink power suit. That's what I was thinking. Killer. Yeah, Emily looks yes. phenomenal. Yeah. And her hair and makeup are all like done to the nines, as usual. Mm-hmm. Emily treats every occasion like it's the most important occasion. And I think there's something to be taken from that, right? Like, even mm-hmm. a dinner at home with your family is an excuse to wear your best pink power suit and a strong eyeliner, you know? Man. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're, like, our hair on top of our head. <laughs> I came from Pilates so directly tired. to this, so I'm looking a little worse for wear. But that is our fashion roundup for the first episode of season four. After that, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. Okay, guys, we want to give such a huge thank you to everyone who stayed with us these past couple months. Uh, all the reviews, all the comments on Instagram, everything, the emails we got in were so sweet. And, like, you guys knew that we were kind of away from our computer for that time, and yet you were still there giving us support at each turn, and we're so grateful for that. You have no idea. Specifically to all the people who, like, really came in new and just, like, shouted us out. Like, that's so cool. I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. We love hearing that a new listener has, like, binged all of our episodes. <laughs> I'm like, I can't imagine listening to me speak that much, but That's you guys are much. enjoying it. <laughs> um, speaking of, 
we, as our request to you at the end of our recording spree, we kept asking for reviews. And in that time frame, we got about six new reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yay! So we have one from Glow. We got another one from somebody whose name is just um, a bunch of emojis. So I'm shouting you out, whoever you are. (laughs) Um, We got one from Ali Sean. One from, I believe, Jeannie. Uh, another one from Yerenhu, and then our most recent one from Polyglot Val. And that one says, if you love Gilmore Girls, you'll love this podcast. It has the comfy, cozy feels of hanging out at a friend's house over analyzing a common favorite show. I started listening in mid-March, and I have finally caught up in now May. I went a little hard with the binge listen, but it's not my fault. This is a wonderfully bingeable show. They are just getting to my favorite part, which is season four, because I'm a ride-or-die Logan girly. I can't wait for new episodes, and based on the last Instagram poll, a Discord possibly to help grow this community of smug and semi-hinged Gilmore Girl watchers. Semi-hinged is great. And then the title (laughs) of that was also a third space, but make it digital. So which, you know, we had, we kind of discussed and thought it was very cool. Um, again, we do also have a Discord now as well. Yes. And thank you to everybody who joined our Discord, especially everybody who joined our Discord either in response to or around the time of our live stream. A huge thank you to those of you who popped into our live stream. Uh, for anybody who's just catching up, instead of doing our usual season wrap, we did a live season wrap uh, where we did a whole episode ranking and discussed the entire season and also played a little bit of Stardew Valley. So thank you so much to everybody who came and joined us on our Twitch channel for that. Special shout out to a couple people, Alba, mm-hmm. Zephron Ninja, and um, Honey Sweeter. And JJ, who stayed with us and, like, chilled with us. Uh, you guys were so vocal. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for that day. We had a lot of fun. We did. We really did. Absolutely. And we definitely want to do it again. So we'll let you know the next time we do it. Yes. Yes. We need to let Emily get to meet all of her marriage prospects. <laughs> she hasn't even begun to get into that game. Um. By the way, that means Stardew Valley because <laughs> that's what we were playing. <laughs> Emily's already I married, but she can get married real, again. Already married in real life. <laughs> um, but the other thing we really want to thank people for is we love it when people leave reviews, leave comments, leave thoughts about episodes. But lots of people reach out to us by email and send us like some really heartfelt, thoughtful, you know, kind of more long form messages. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to shout out especially people like Katie. I want to give a huge shout out to Katie. I know that your birthday was this past spring, and I hope that you had a wonderful birthday. Um, Lexi and Shannon and Alexis, so many people, so many people send us emails, and we love getting them. So thank you so much for sending them. Uh, we know that you put a lot of time into it and we try to give thoughtful responses in return. Absolutely. So specifically, uh, let's talk about ballrooms and biscottis, biscottis and ballrooms. One day I'll get it right, but it won't be today. (laughs) I think it's alphabetic order, ballrooms and then biscotti. Oh, look at you, Jess. Don't bring (laughs) logic into this. Ex-librarian, sorry. (laughs) We did put up an Instagram post today of people's thoughts, and Elle uh, says, this episode has the sweetest ending, 
Richard in bed, Emily crashed on the couch, and then over to Lorelai. But then she also says, also, why did they buy everyone gifts? They managed to get something to, um, they couldn't manage to get anything for Luke, but they did for Andrew. You guys barely talk. Also, Babette calling the consulate is so cute, and I love it. This opener is one of the best because it encapsulates the show's vibes and concepts so well. It just goes to show that they really hit their stride around seasons three and four. She loves it, and she gives it an eight out of ten for the episode. It is a fun townie episode. We don't see a lot of townies, but the ones we do, other than Taylor. Yes. And Kirk. It's not a bad episode in any way whatsoever. I think it is one of those episodes that you can have in the background or um, have like playing and not have to focus in on the big drama. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Elle, thank you so much for sending that in. Just as a reminder, our Star Solo Speaks inbox is now open again. We will be talking to you guys again. Discord is open. All of that is open. Um, so Star Solo Speaks next week. We'll start again talking about episodes. And I think my co-host can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we'll even give probably a little bit of priority to the thoughts that come in to our Discord since that is our mm-hmm. special kind Ooh, of yeah. community space. So if you want to make sure that you get your thoughts in for an episode, do it in the Discord. We will not miss those ones. Absolutely. And um, you can also vote for Townsperson of the Week over there. This week, for or last week, for example, it kind of influenced how we were voting because Babette deserved it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you guys thought so too. So vote over there. Come talk to us. We don't bite. <laughs> Much. <laughs> often. Sometimes. <laughs> Not at all. (laughs) Emily's got to speak for herself. Um, But closing out the episode. So coffee. Season three, we had a little bit of a dip in coffee compared to, especially compared to season one and two. Uh, So I was wondering how were they going to get coffee in this, this season? Um, Specifically, is it going to be, because I remember the coffee cart, but I don't remember when the coffee cart comes in. It's right. definitely during the short hair era. It's right. mentioned so, in the next episode. Okay. So we're going to get coffee cart. Um, so I'm hoping to see a little bit more coffee this season. But for right now, I wanted to get your opinion. Because Lorelai goes to Luke's, sits down, gets a cup of coffee, filled to the brim, has a conversation with Luke. Luke tries to avoid a conversation, fills back the coffee that we never saw her drink <laughs> does it count as one or two we never see her take a drink though never see her take a drink but the drink the the mug is empty magic she must be doing it only when the camera is on luke clearly <laughs> yeah yeah so the entire time luke is talking and she's not on camera she just she's just downing that coffee. So do we count that as two cups? I don't know. I mean, I feel like we've been so stringent about, like, they have to drink it on screen. Yeah. But I worry that potentially the rest of the show, they're not going to drink nearly as much coffee as they used to. And I don't want zero coffee episodes every time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say due to the laws of physics, or I definitely drink some. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like, at least one of them was completely drained. I Unless would... there's a hole in the bottom of the plug. <laughs> I would say only one, though, because Lorelai and Rory are both just very guilty of getting up and running out at a moment's notice. True. So we don't that see any true. proof that Lorelai drank that second cup and didn't just, like, get confused and leave when Luke went to get her unordered food. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we'll say one definitely. Rory does not drink any coffee in this episode. The closest she gets to caffeine is getting Emily a cup of tea. I'm say she does bring so, like, Emily she... some caffeine. Yeah, exactly. So Lorelai one, Rory zero. Uh, let's see if that number goes up in the rest of the season. I think I that's so. normal, though. It seems like a, a lot, other than season one, seasons two and three both start and end low. So hopefully yeah. we'll get, we'll build up. I'm just, I'm hesitant to portray, predict a trend because I feel like every time we're like, ooh, coffee's going to do this, we're <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> we get like seven cups of coffee. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out. Um, Jess, here's your last question. Okay. Have you ever kissed someone and you knew your breath was bad? Ooh, I, uh, in high school after prom night, which I spent at a boy-girl sleepover, which was a big deal for me. Scandalous. I actively avoided kissing my boyfriend when he dropped me off because I had not brought my toothbrush and I knew that my breath was real bad. (laughs) <laughs> but also, I've now been in a relationship with one person for the last almost 12 years, and I am sure that I have kissed him with the stankiest breath. <laughs> and he still keeps me around, so, you know. <laughs> so what we've learned this this episode is that Jess is human. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> and has human things happen to her, and we still very much love her. Aw, thanks. That's true. <laughs> This is what you get for being a loser on the town meeting <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Awkward questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that was the first episode of season four. Yay. I love it. You guys know season yeah. four is the season of Jess. I really hope that I... J- Jess, me. Not Mary. The, yeah. the podcast. Oh, other Jess is gone. But I really hope that it's as delightful as I remember it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hindsight... We gonna find we'll out. We'll see. Nostalgia. We'll see. So thank you again for everybody listening and joining us this week. As always, I was Jess, and I was Emily, and I was Sandra. Bye. 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 See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. This is Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily. And you can follow us on Instagram at townmeetingpod and email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. If you like, send us a message on our answering machine at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. Thank you again. We appreciate all of you. 